around, gather around, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Hello. And we have a guest in the studio this <laughs> evening. We're not sure how quiet she'll be, but if you hear a meowing, it's probably my cat, not yours. Meow, meow. She's, she's pretty She's white being right now. very much a quiet little loaf right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to hope that lasts for a while. Keep that vibe over there. And we're doing tarot series today. We are. We are continuing yep. our trudge through the major arcana. Yeah. Temperance and... The devil. The devil. El diablo. <laughs> Which is what my wife calls one of my cats. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> yes. Every time she sees her, she's like, hello, el diablo. That's she didn't... Funny. So they... I have foster fails. That's one of them right there. And I am never allowed to foster again. She wouldn't call them by their name for forever she wouldn't call them anything and then all of a sudden she said fine i'll call them the stripies since they're stuck here and then i uh, have heard her call them the yeah. stripies yeah our daughter actually made us a pillow with all the pets names on it except riles uh because it couldn't fit sure and and she said stripies so hey hi you're gonna do something fun this weekend that you wouldn't tell me about because oh you had to talk to i me just about wanted it to brag so I get to go to the Welcome to Night Vale show on Sunday. Are you kidding me? And I'm really excited. I didn't <gasps> think there'd still be tickets left. I get to go at 5.30 and I'm really excited. I am so insanely happy for you. It's apparently the last tour that Cecil's going to do. Oh, really? Like, he's still going to do the show, but he's not going to tour anymore after oh, this. Wow. Or at least that was the case when the tour was supposed to go up in 2020. <laughs> wow. All right. But they're doing... Um, the West Coast and Toronto, and then they're going to go to Europe at some point. Oh, my gosh. And Symphony Sanders is touring with them. It's going to be a whole thing. I'm very excited. Wow. It'll be good. It'll be a good counterbalance to this last weekend, yeah. which was long and difficult. I almost said hard, but then I was like, no, don't say that, because mm -hmm. then you'll laugh like a 12-year-old. But I did get a thing that I'm pretty excited to use. What did you get? I got a mirror. You did? I did. I got a mirror and I got it in Chimayo, uh, which is in New Mexico, which is where my family, my my grandma's side of the family is from. It's a little round, just a little round mirror. Cleaned it today and I put it in oh its my. little satin bag. Oh my god! So that it wasn't just like soaking up the vibes of the room. And I'm really excited to use it. It's a little... You know Adobe houses? Yeah. Like that that texture yeah. and and sort of like a ceramic glaze and it's really pretty and I like oh. it and I'm very excited about it. You know, went to the Miracle, got myself some holy sand. And she brought me back some. Some Arena Milag Milagroso? Milagrosa. And I hadn't heard about this Miracle. It's It sounds really cool. El Santuario de Chimayo, for those of you who don't know, is a church in a very, very, very old town called Chimayo, where there was a miracle. So now it's like a touristy spot. But I imagine it's not really a touristy spot to folks who aren't 
already like religious mm-hmm. or predisposed or looking for a miracle. Right. So it's there's a little chapel where the miracle was and there's like pictures of people's loved ones and all this stuff and then there's the the hole with the dirt and it's miracle dirt and <laughs> it'll apparently heal you. And it's funny because we almost weren't able to go. And my aunt was just like, do you want some dirt? I have some. And she pulled like a half full gallon Ziploc bag out of her dresser. Oh, my gosh. And she has like a like a big gulp to go cup full of it. Anyway, if you go down there, you got to get dirt. Wow. And then we visited my grandmother's mother's grandmother's grandmother. Is that right? One of those. Her house. Wow. Yeah. We just kind of it was a lot. It was sad and it was hard, but it was good. And I got to be there with my sister and I got to make lots of good memories and bring back some really nice things, including some of my grandpa. Oh, wow. (laughs) Who is in a little silver container with hot air balloons on it. Yeah. That's really cool. (laughs) Same thing happened when Tammy's dad died. I wasn't expecting that. And we weren't either. My aunt was like, do you want some of grandpa? And I was like... I don't know how to interpret the question you just asked me. I got there. The systems went back online and I got there. But uh, it was like a whole thing. I did have the scariest plane ride of my entire existence. Yeah. Yeah. We touched. Yeah, she did. We touched down. Well, we were about to touch down in Albuquerque. Uh, and it was the windiest day of the season thus far. 80 mile an hour gusts of wind. That sounds terrifying. It was the scariest landing. I don't do takeoff or landing particularly well. Once we're in the air, I'm usually fine. Mm-hmm. But takeoff and landing suck. And I have drugs for that. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah. I used to have tequila for that. And I, then uh, I just asked for a prescription. <laughs> unfortunately, this was not a weekend where my mental state could be Ooh. altered. So yeah. no, that's understandable. I don't really, I don't clap for the pilot when the plane lands, but I clapped this time. We all clapped. We were like, hey, man, good job, because it was the scariest landing wow. ever. I'm talking cabin lights flickering. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Me you're too, welcome. bud. It was a lot. Wow. It was a lot. But yeah. Well, I have been rearranging my room again. Again. Every time I come here, it's different. It's like the freaking... I think I'm almost finished, like, for real, because the reason I had to keep moving things around is because, well, one, it's just too cluttered. But secondly, uh, I kept finding things, and I'm almost done finding things. And (laughs) I'm to the very – there's some some stuff back there that I'd like to keep, but I'm going to have to go through it. I'm I'm looking behind a Paris – uh, partition. I've never seen behind this partition. So, oh, you have, I, but it's always been messy. It's a little bit messy right now, but I, not as much. But I've never been able to clearly discern a space behind is that this. Right? Yeah. I've, that hasn't been here forever. Oh, well, okay, fine. <laughs> I've been called out. Yeah, <laughs> I had set up my spirit board in the closet. Sure. Yeah, let's all laugh about that for a moment. In the closet, it was beautiful, just gorgeous, and I could open up the partition and and see my spirit board from most places in the room. And and I've been trying to get to know my controller that Mortella set up, which is Brianna. I call her Pre because she asked me to. There you go. Today, I was in the last little bits of it while I was uh, couldn't do anything else because I was waiting in office hours. So I had to leave the computer 
where it was. And so just doing some stuff. And I got this, I got talked to, I got talked to a lot today, a lot. And she is now on top of the cupboards or the spirit board is along with the offerings. And I was like, I, she literally said, I need to, I need light. And and so I brought a light in, which I've got set up for the closet. And she's like, no, I want out. I need light. Daylight. And I, so that was all full with plant stuff, which is not anymore. And I brought her out and I said, I really don't have time to do anything else. It's like, yeah, you do. Set it up. Set up the offerings. Set it all up. I love the days when spirit or entities connect and it was one of those days my doggy is in we're calling it doggy hospice right now I'm sleeping down with him on the ground and we have a uh, quality of life meeting this this week I'm I'm just like wow I wonder if that's why everything's so dialed in and it doesn't mean that he'll pass I mean no it, but yeah it just see so you're heightened and extra yeah, sensitive yeah 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 and it's been uh, very comforting Good. It's been very comforting. So I have a lot of offering of other people up there. And anyway, and I thought of you all weekend, which you Aww, already know, thanks. and lit candles and all that good stuff. So hi. Hi. I'm still very sleepy from this weekend because on Sunday night, my... Khaleesi uh... <laughs> says hi. She's like, really? My plane didn't get until almost midnight. And then I had already like sort of adjusted to central time and it was just like a whole thing and so this week has just been really long and i know that it's tuesday but it feels like it's been tuesday twice yeah it's yeah like, i bet come on man plus a lot of emotional crap oh yeah. On. Yeah. yeah 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 but i'm dealing with that one little bite at a time but do you know what would be fun hmm. to talk about tarot that would be fun i'm really excited to talk about these I have a lot of feelings around these two cards. We definitely had a conversation when yeah. I was like, which one do you want to do? And she said, not this one. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, which is great because I'm happy to do it. I'm gonna, I am I mean, I'll talk about it. I just don't know how objective I'll be. That's fair. Neither of us can truly be objective ever, really. Well, you think about it. I guess that's true. Should we head out to the bonfire and talk about some cards? Let's do it. And now we have a second guest in the studio <laughs> uh, named River. We have River and Khaleesi today. And River is the nice a- ASMR purring you're hearing yeah. in the background. Honestly, I love it so much. <laughs> Big fan. I would usually put them downstairs, but we have somebody, a good friend of ours. who. Oh, is he here? He is. Oh. Who? Hi. Well, actually, he might be at rehearsal right now, but I can't go lock the cats in the space that he's occupying right, right now. And he was just uh, apartment stuff is hard anyways so he was houseless for three weeks and now finally has an apartment because he just couldn't find one when he had to and he knew he was moving but it was so hard i am too and it's still in this area which made me happy because he was thinking about going to tacoma and i was like no that's not so bad don't leave me (laughs) so i do i have a lot of feelings about these cards okay and how interesting that you just went to a place with miracles because i think these two cards are the most Christian, Judeo-Christian based cards in the deck. I could be wrong on that. Somebody come and tell me, no, these other ones are as well. I would like to tell you too, your Miracle Dirt, you don't Mm -hmm. have to use it as written. You can also use it in any kind of spell you want to do that needs protection or health stuff. I I think I might use it the way it's it's going to do the same same thing. I'm excited about it. 
I have nothing against Christianity, but I have cultural, no, not even a cultural. I have personal experiences with a bad type of Christianity. So here's a good type of Christianity. There's a theater here in Seattle called Twelfth Night, and they rehearse at a church down the way, the Admiral Church. Who among us? Yes, I know. And, you know, they're just great, wonderful people. They have decided... They feel that their land would be better served by building apartment buildings and donating it so that people can have affordable housing in Seattle because everybody's being priced out. I love that. Now that is the kind of Christian that I adore. The kind of Christianity I grew up with was not so giving and the devil, oh. Yeah. I had to explain Satanic Panic to somebody this weekend. Yeah. And I was really proud of myself because I didn't explain it. I said, oh, the Satanic Panic. Google it. Nice. Because I I didn't want to. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I didn't want to do it. And so I made her do it. And she was like, oh, my God, there's a lot of articles here. And I was like, yeah, you should read them. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. You should open your mind a little. Expand your perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So temperance, there's an angel. And if you do some research on it, I don't know if Rachel Pollack says this, but I don't remember who said it, but it's identified with the Archangel Michael. Sure. Which I find wonderfully ironic because my wife grew up Catholic and really wanted to take Michael as her confirmation name and they wouldn't let her do that. Mm. Even though she was also born on St. Michael Mus Day. Was she? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really has an attachment to that angel. And I know a lot of people in the witch community. Use angels. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's that's my first thought on it. Okay. I'll go ahead and talk through some of the symbols. And I'm going to do a combination of what they mean to me. Okay. What they mean to the modern witch tarot. Some synthesis of what I've already read. Let's talk about the symbols. Here's what I love about the modern witch deck tarot. I, and I'm so sorry if this offends anybody, but I'm not a huge fan of Pixie's artwork of the Pixie original. Smith? Yeah. Okay. In the Smith. That's yeah. fine. So no, no offense anybody, and I think Art's she's subjective, awesome. Man. You know, it's all the pastels, and I have a super I, saturated color version. Of yeah. It. Oh, do you? It's really bright. Yeah. Well, then maybe I would like that. Maybe. But you don't have to. Yeah. I, I'd artist love to look at. Yes, man. I know, I know. But what I love about this one, the modern. Which is that it takes so much of the same symbolism. Mm-hmm. It is color saturated and it's gender inclusive. More gender inclusive for sure. BIPOC inclusive. And if you look at, I'm going to use three cards today. I, I tried to be reasonable today. <laughs> I, I'm using Temperance from the Light Seers deck. I'm using Temperance from the Modern Witch Tarot. And I'm using Temperance... From the next world tarot, which is a post-apocalyptic, very queer deck. I absolutely adore it. The cards are huge, so I don't use it a lot, but I'm going to try to use it, I think, on my next Patreon poll. It's almost like a stack of prints it rather is. than cards. It's They're big. They're bigger than five by seven. <laughs> I mean, they're big and they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Yeah. The one from Liminal 11, We Love You, is the most like the writer Smith. Wait. So the traditional card is an angel, and he, because it's Michael, Michael has a toe in the water and a toe on the earth. 
is symbolizing the unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious worlds, okay. or the space in between. I think space in between. And I want to talk a little bit about that. There's also, in most of them, two cups or two vessels that are pouring water between each other, which again is that tie between, you know, the in-between, it's the in-between space of subconscious and conscious. And also trying to find balance. And yeah. I just had a thought, like a a random but related thought of, I just had a vision in my head of, you remember cross-culture Christian? Yeah. Oh, of, I, every of day. Him I, as temperance, because part of the process of chai is pouring <gasps> from a great height to oh make bubbles gosh. happen. <laughs> I just thought of like how great he would be as oh, an angel on a card. He would be. Because he's the kind of Christian I can get behind. Yeah. Yeah, I he's like not him. a jerk about it. I'm watching him almost every single he day. He wrote a book. I'm just so proud. What? Yeah. Anyway. I, okay. We need that. By the way, the angel follows the death card. Yes. So. If you are telling that story, the story of the major arcana, the journey of the fool, a big transformation has happened and now it's time to integrate it. It's time to slow down. When I pull it not on purpose, I always, the very first thought that comes to my head is, oh, I've got to freaking chill out. Just chill out, Detta. I'm Something's out of balance. And that's not necessarily what it means unless it's reversed and then it does. I'm going to stop here for just a moment and talk about this great spread I do with temperance. When I am feeling out of balance, I grab the temperance card and I put it down on the table and I draw two other cards randomly from the deck Mm -hmm. after I've shuffled, not from the top, and ask what's out of balance and I put it on either side of it. So I love that. If you try it out, let me know how it works for you. That's a great spread that you could do with any card you i feel could. that's amazing like you what could. a great exercise i i really like it and that's what i use it most for yes because temperance is different depending on if you're doing a regular spread everybody mm-hmm. it's different depending on what's there i think more so than a lot of cards it just i don't know it i feel like it takes a little bit more of other cards personalities on sure than most cards do whereas other cards are like no this is what (laughs) it's like what you just said about integrating yeah information into your life yeah just joined us Corey doesn't do reversals and i do but i do believe you don't have to do reversals because everything's in the card all the time so again the spread and what the story is telling the other symbol that I found in a couple of places and is in the Next World Tarot, is this is the card, its astrological sign is Sagittarius. Interesting. I know. And I was like, it's about balance. Why isn't it about a Libra? Yeah. And and as I was driving to pick you up today, I was like, because we need it. (laughs) We need it even more. Because every time you pull this card, it's like, balance Sagittarius balance yeah. stop judging I'm like I don't judge yes you do. yes yeah I judge all the time finding that balance and that integration when you pull this card I think that's what it's about the cups pouring back and forth or the water bottle pouring into some puddle puddle or a lot of people think that in the original, that the river that the angel stepping in is the river Styx mm. because it's in between. I don't know if other people say in between, but I'm saying in between. In the original, there is a white robe, 
about being virtuous, virtuous. There's a star on the forehead, which symbolizes light. But what I love about the modern witch is she has a triangle, which is the element of fire. Yes, it is. Which goes with the Sagittarius. Sagittarius, yeah. And she's wearing a rainbow colored sweater. Is that a sweater? I'd say it's a sweater. Yeah, I, I think that's a sweater. And it's so very queer and beautiful. Yeah. Now I want to read what they say about the rainbow jumper. So she's wearing a rainbow jumper, and it symbolizes renewal. Temperance is the rebirth heralded in death. Rainbows have become the symbol of the LGBTQ plus community. Thanks to the pride flag created by Gilbert Baker in 1978, each color means something red for life. And by the way... This particular card, the angel's wings are red. Yes. I just love this card so much. Yellow for sunshine, turquoise for art, and violet for spirit. And it encourages us to transcend barriers and inner truth. In the original deck, I did find that they also have a triangle enclosed in a square. Hmm. Interesting. So you've got earth, you've got water, you've got the wings, which are air, the water, meaning the emotions or subconscious, pouring water from one cup to another. There's an arrow in the original, but there is not an arrow in any of these. In the Lightseer's deck, there's also a triangle and a, inside of a square, but he is, and he's got these iridescent iridescence almost see-through wings behind him as well as this big almost like chakra like light coming out of his crown and he has the sun and the moon and is pouring the sun and the moon back and forth towards each other so it's a very it almost looks like he's contact juggling yeah right yeah and it's just it's it's about balance beautiful card there's also a path behind, oh, there's not in Next World Tarot, but there's a city behind, and there are all these jars. Like, I could spend a lot of time <laughs> ruminating on that. Modern Witch, there is a path behind, and there doesn't seem to be one in the Lightseer's deck either. In the original, there's a path behind the throne, signifying some sort of journey or some sort of end of a journey or some sort of resting area from the journey. I think it could mean all of those things. A lookout point. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like, okay, stop here for a little bit, rest, integrate, take some time. Chill out. out Yeah, it's time to chill out, babe. Yeah. According to Next World Tarot, the planet Jupiter is associated with temperance. I could talk about symbols all day long. There are a couple of more, but I feel like those are the biggest ones. With all those symbols, what does it mean when you pull the card? As always, storytelling, what the cards around temperance are doing. Chill out and examine is a message you want to hear if you see the card reversed, as I mentioned earlier. And reversed is telling you that there is something out of balance When you think of your life, when you pull this card, your spirituality, work, relationships, including but not only romantic relationships, finances, health, this card is screaming very gently, balance, or maybe it's whispering balance. Moderation is best. Patience and compassion will serve you in every endeavor, all of these categories, When you pull this card, it indicates that you've 
you've come to a balance with your higher self and your physical demands. I like to say, though I'm not the first or only person to say this by any means, that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience in a physical body on a physical plane. And most days, I believe that to my core. Temperance, when you pull this card upright, it's saying, yeah, at this moment in time, seize the feeling of tranquility that being in balance with all things brings to you the peace. Breathe and take the time to relish this moment because though it will definitely come again, change is constant. So you don't necessarily have that feeling and that balance all the time because we are physical beings dealing with this chaotic world. I think having the experience of temperance can ground you when you aren't experiencing temperance. You can recall what that felt like and hope and know that it will come again. And there you go. That is my offering of what I think about and how I use the temperance card. What about you, Corey? How do you feel about the temperance card? I don't have like a hugely familiar relationship with temperance not as a concept but Mm -hmm. as the card (laughs) yeah no right as a concept yes but uh i um i don't pull it very often i can't actually remember the last time i did pull that card and i feel like the last time i really dug into it was when i did journaling for my prisma visions deck which was ages ago wow beautiful card beautiful card i love that deck i didn't bring it today because i too was trying to be reasonable and only brought four (laughs) Yeah, I know. But the one time I I did nine, that was just like ridiculous. Stop it, (laughs) But I don't have a lot of familiarity with that card. So this is super interesting to me. I pull it. Not not as much as other cards. I love the exercise you do with it, though. Yeah, that that's what I do. That's a really great like check in. And I've always wondered if I don't pull it as much because I do that check in. Maybe you don't need it as much. Yeah, because you proactively use it. Want to talk about the devil? I have the devil card. Yeah, you do. I have a lot of feelings about it. I have a lot of feelings about it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the the stats first. Okay. And then we'll talk about uh, impressions, feelings, interpretations, all that good stuff. My favorites, which I brought with me. <laughs> so the devil tarot card is present both in the Smith Rider Waite deck as well as the... Uh, original quote-unquote original tarot mersai they're slightly different they're based on different devils but we're going to be talking about the one based on baphomet because that was the one i did my research on (laughs) because it's the one you're most likely to see unless you're like a deep cut antiques collector is that right right so because they don't really make that that deck anymore can you tell us a little bit about baphomet Baphomet? Did I say it right? Baphomet? Baphomet. Baphomet was made famous in an art piece. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. I That's didn't okay. write it down. But it's a sort of... If you've seen the Church of Satan, you have seen the Baphomet sculpture. It's a sort of satyr-like creature with goat legs and a goat head and horns and wings. Mm-hmm. So some of the symbols on the devil card, as made famous by Pixie Smith, 
are a satyr-like devil, I put in parentheses, Baphomet style, <laughs> uh, two usually naked humans yep. who are almost in, always a man or a woman, especially in the older decks, a man and a woman rather, uh, and they're usually naked and they have horns in mm-hmm. a lot of interpretations because that, that was is, the original. That is true of the modern witch deck tarot, except yeah. you cannot tell what gender they are. <gasps> oh, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I came prepared. You, you just came with the same deck. There's of course, also, you're always prepared. There's also an upside down pentagram is often present. I have one deck with me today that doesn't have that. Uh, and there is a torch and a an aspect of bondage. There's usually some kind of chains or restraints. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, the associations of the card are the element of earth, which I think makes sense to me, and I'll explain why when I get there. Uh, it's a Capricorn, which hmm. also kind of makes sense huh. to me. Okay. And it is generally considered to be a no card. You uh, think? It's, it's a very, well. <laughs> Could be a yes that's, card. That's a complicated. Yeah, And I'm going to get into that too. The key themes <laughs> of this card are restriction addiction, obsession, dependency, codependency, disempowerment, violence, and the shadow self. Those are widely thought to be the themes of this card. There's also a lot of people who bundle up the word sexuality in there. And I think that is, I don't want to say unfair, but I do want to say an oversimplification. I think that there is an element of this card that is designed to feel shameful. And I don't, I think that that is due in large part to the heavy connotations around the concept of the devil. Yes, which is part of why I hate this card so much. What I want (laughs) to say to that is depending on how you interpret Lucifer, the fallen angel. Yep. Who is the devil. Yes. Depending on how you interpret that whole dogma, it's not an evil card. Okay? But they try to make and it it's one. not necessarily a shameful card. It is a card about pleasure and about seeking knowledge, carnal or otherwise. It is about diving a little too deep. It's a card that talks a lot about obsession and addiction and compulsion, how you can get too bogged down in and too tied to sensations or patterns or like the next fix, whatever it is, whether that's with a relationship or a substance or an activity or whatever. And the whole thing about Lucifer tempting Eve was to to encourage her to dive deeper, to eat the apple, get the knowledge, right? Expand her understanding of the earth and its delights, which of course went badly. This card, I like this card a lot. I have a lot of feelings about the concept of the devil. I do too. Right? So you and I have different religious upbringings but i have a lot of feelings about it i think it can be true i think many things can be true in your heart at once 
And I think that the devil card and the concept of the devil is very, it's like that, that concept is, is very tied into the devil, is that a lot of things can be true. Contradictory things can be true. This card being about sensual pleasure, but then on the, out of the other side of your mouth, it's like, it's about shame, is unfair. And I think, I think what this card really is, is about moderation. It's about pulling yourself out of the rivet of compulsion, which is difficult to do because it's a rivet. It's like a ditch. I also think that this card is about checking assumptions about your situation. Because if something feels good, you're not going to necessarily notice right away if it's harmful to you. And if something feels compulsive or like you're addicted to it, that comes with a sort of give me more quality, which this card says, stop what you're doing right now and look at it. Is it something that you would like to be chained to? Probably not. <laughs> so I don't like to think of this. It is a no card, probably, like for sure. But I don't like to think of it as a negative card. Yes, I think those things are very different. And I do not think it is a shameful card. I, I do don't not, either. I do not think this card is designed to make you feel shame. I think, well, okay. Mm. I think initially it was designed to make you feel shame. Yes. But I do not think that it is inherently designed anymore based on the progression of culture and our understanding of religious dogma. It doesn't have to make you feel shame. Shame is ultimately useless and harmful. I agree 150%. Shame is worthless. Shame is designed simply to oppress. That is the purpose of shame. Yep. And it so, doesn't change. If you want to change somebody, you do not shame no. them because they won't react to that. Yeah. Or if they do, it won't last. Nope. So this card is not about shame. So what I what I suggest... What I always suggest when we hear incendiary words like the devil is to pause your feelings. Think about why you feel that way about that word. Unpack that a little bit for yourself and see if there is a, this is going to sound probably controversial, but see if there is a piece of that that you can relate to, a point of entry for you to relate. Because I have a lot of points of entry for this card that I can relate to. A ton. I, I do too. I'll a talk ton. about that in a moment. The imagery on most of them is deliberately shocking, especially to like a medieval audience. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. This card, I brought four cards with me. The uh, Murder of Crow's Tarot is gorgeous. The devil is a crow with horns. And it's sort of vast and looming in the background above a couple who are chained both together and to the pentagram. And it looks like it looks like they're involved in some kind of sex act, but that they don't necessarily they aren't they aren't connected to their surroundings. Like they are so focused on this one thing that the rest of the world around them has ceased to exist. And that, to me, is a perfect interpretation of this card. Don't get so tied into the thing that maybe right this moment feels good 
that you forget to look around you, that you lose track of your surroundings and your context. This card to someone who likes to clutch their pearls would look completely depraved. It's a beautiful card. And this couple is probably engaged in something incredibly beautiful, but it has superseded the rest of their needs and responsibilities. And that makes it an issue. And I think that's really important distinction for this card. I brought the devil card from the Welcome to Night Vale Black deck, one of my favorites. And if you know the lore of the show, the devil is the man in the tan jacket. And the man in the tan jacket, whose name I think is Emmett, <laughs> uh, in true Night Vale style, I actually can't remember his name, just like every other character on that show. Is it Emmett? I think so. Not important. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he's wearing a tan jacket and holding a deerskin briefcase. The thing about the man in the tan jacket is that nobody ever remembers his face, his name, or really what they talked about. No. And there's a lot of mythology around the Christian devil that he's frightening because you can't see him. And part of the reason he's so scary is because you can't see his face. He could be anything. He could be anywhere. He could be anyone. Right? And the man in the tan jacket is frightening to me. He's a frightening character because it's it's really upsetting and disorienting not to be able to trust your own mind and memory. So this card is frightening and gorgeous, but also in this deck, I feel like is more of a warning card to like recalibrate and to reassess your surroundings because there's something going on that you're not seeing which I think is empowering which is the opposite of disempowerment which is one of the key themes of this card to gain clarity is an empowering thing so pause assess and look for the thing that you might not see right away. I think that's really important. We talked a little bit about the modern witch tarot. This is a couple of human beings, gender unknown, very unclear, which you love to see. A sort of classic devil. He's got the torch in his left hand, his right hand up. It's very much like the Baphomet statue from the Satanic Temple. Since you said that again, I really want to say I believe as well if you've ever seen legend tom cruise tim curry that his devil is based on that exactly and yes he is a sexy beast tim Tim curry Curry is he's amazing that show that movie Mm -hmm. let's just say tom cruise wasn't the character i was interested in if they didn't want us to like baddies, they wouldn't have made every evil villain Tim Curry played so very sexy. I digress. <laughs> Can you tell Mayday's coming up? Okay. On the modern witch tarot, they've it's very much like the Smithwaite. Very close. There's a chain connecting the two human beings to the altar or podium or throne or whatever that the devil is sitting on. It's designed to look frightening i think but there's an aspect of this card specifically that to me looks like a conversation where the devil is offering something and these two people get to decide if they want to do that or not 
And that I would agree with. See, I the thing you didn't mention that I've always associated with this card before I tell you and amend a little, eh, not really, about the, the, the hate I feel for this card is not really about the message of the card, but is, is temptation. It is like, it's all about temptation. See, you've, you've framed that differently than I have in yeah. my head, which is this is about choice. Yeah, and, and, it, and it is about choice. But like, I don't think of it from like a temptation place. I think of it as a, just a straight up, that's interesting. Yeah, because, and here, at least in this one, see how loose their chains are? Yeah, they're super slack. They can get out anytime, anytime. they want. Anytime. And so I'll talk more about it when you're done. Sorry, I, I try not to talk. No, <laughs> um, I don't think of it as a temptation card, but I can see why you would. Mm-hmm. Because I forget sometimes that the whole thing about the devil is that he tempts you to do bad. I watch enough Lucifer, you'd think I'd remember that. Yeah. God, Tom Ellis. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to go on a date. <laughs> there are some versions, uh, I believe this is the Marseille mm-hmm. version, where the devil has uh, is naked and has breasts and a penis, Oh, which I think is interesting, an interesting choice for which I wish I had the artist to talk to so I could be like, tell me about that. <laughs> I'm interested. But there is slack and there is there is the option. This makes me think of something my therapist said, which is, what is this feeling that you're having? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have it? How long are you willing to have yes. it? Yes. <laughs> this is a this is a card to me that says here is a choice what is the choice do you want to make this choice how long do you want to live with this choice because there's nothing inherently bad about carnal pleasure no there is there's nothing, nothing which is why i hate the card <laughs> there is nothing about sensual pleasure and enjoying the world around you that is inherently bad no it is when it takes over your life in a harmful way that it is bad, right? Like going to the casino once isn't bad. Right. Gambling your mortgage away because you're in too deep and you can't stop, that's not good. Now, this is to say nothing of the the truth that addiction is a sickness. It is. So like, I'm not saying that addiction is a choice. I'm absolutely not saying that, ever. I don't want to get that twisted. It is not. Thanks for clarifying. It is not a choice. It is an illness. But on a smaller, not clinical scale, there mm. are things that I'm a, I am low-key addicted to TikTok. I am. I just am. I have to reflect on that once in a while and take breaks mm. and walk away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it is the most, it is the single most addicting social media I have ever encountered. And I came up through MySpace, AOL Online, Facebook, all that stuff as it was being created. And I have to walk away because that is a rut that will quickly become a ditch, will quickly become a canyon that I will get stuck in. Wow. So this card is about choice. You can make the choice. Now, maybe you pull this card and you're like, I can't make that choice right now. Hmm. That's okay. Because you know what? You know about it. You know that it's there. And once the seed is planted and you have time to water it and ruminate on it, then the choice can happen. Nothing has to be immediate unless you're like in danger or something. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like about that card. My final card and the one I want to read from the little book about okay, is from the White Newman. It is completely different. I love this deck. To all of these cards. Oh, yeah. It is, it is a person 
with short gray hair and a red scarf. They take up the entire frame almost. The upside down pentagram on their forehead, sort of like a stamp or a tattoo or I don't know, a bedazzle. (laughs) (laughs) And they have one white eye and one regular eye. And they're sort of askance. It's like their body is facing one way and their head is kind of turned over their shoulder a bit the other way. And so they're in three-quarter profile looking kind of coy, very interesting, which I think is is an important thing to notice because quote-unquote sin, always mm. interesting. I say sin. I don't believe in sin because I think that it's a tool used to shame. And as I've said, shame is designed to oppress and I don't, I don't fuck with that. But there is something sort of tempting about this person that makes you go, what's your deal? <laughs> and I love that. And I want to read what the White Newman book has to say about it. The keywords here are temptation, manipulation, and beauty. The Bible described Lucifer as the angel whose beauty surpassed the rest. The fall took its toll, yet he remains more beguiling and seductive than the goat beast as which he is sometimes depicted, and all the more terrifying for it. The left eye is void of sight and bruised with experience. The right, a black mass of creativity, inspiration, and temptation. The reverse pentagram on his forehead represents desires that overcome reason. I think that's a very important thing to note. That overcomes reason. Important. With renewed strength and subtly new forms, the omnipotence of the devil adapts to each new age. The devil confronts us with the terror of living alongside the evil of the world. I think that part is incredibly important as well. The evil of the world. Which to me says, how do we interact with our reality without becoming hard or cruel or quote unquote evil to survive it, to be part of it? How do we want to exist in, an, in a quote unquote evil world? And how do we do that without becoming like that? I think also the part about the white eye is really fascinating mm-hmm. to me because it said bruised with experience. I didn't yeah. mention she, they, he has a black eye and a white eyeball, but like a black eye, like a sock in the eye and a cut on his cheek. And the look on his face says, I do it again because I know now. Like, now I know things. Which to me says this is a learning card. Sometimes life gives you shit and you have to decide how to grow potatoes in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you have to decide if it's going to just be fetid and disgusting or if it's going to be fertilizer. And of course, there are things about which you will not have the resources or power to change, Yep. particularly immediately, true. because the world is a hard place. But again, I see the choice here, which is, do you learn from this experience, change your behavior, and move on? But again, that kind of depends on what cards are around it, right? Yes, it and does. And like what position you've put it in. I think it, re- just like temperance. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what cards are around it. It's really important to to take it in the context of the reading. And 
if the key themes are restriction, addiction, obsession, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. then the reverse of that card would be the opposite of those things. So the empowerment of Mm -hmm. spirit, the the breaking of harmful habits or addictions, the self-awareness to change or to get yourself out of a bad situation or to expand your mind in a way that is not only enlightening, but also not harmful. The reversal of this card is the way to access the power of this card because it's a very powerful card, Mm -hmm. but in a way that is not harmful sort of my understanding of the reversal of this card. Hmm. And speaking of reversals, and then I will yield the floor. (laughs) I don't do reversals. You are right. You said that. Mm -hmm. As I was researching for this card, I decided that I'm going to start doing reversals. Really? Because I had never thought about this card so much. Like, I journal about all my cards. Mm -hmm. I think about my cards. I do that. But there are 54 of them, y'all. Like, there's so many. Not 54. I'm drunk. Don't listen to me. I played a lot of cards this weekend. (laughs) There are 70 whatever cards. There's a bazillion cards. I sound like a real professional. I know. But I, you can't have a best friend relationship with all the cards unless you do it for a really long time. And I have not, comparatively, been doing it for that long. Yeah. 78. 78. Thank you. (laughs) And so I didn't really have that much of a relationship with this card. And no other card in the entire deck that I have worked with has ever said, you really need to do reversals because it's going to open up a lot of possibilities. That is what I'm going to do. So for the next tarot poll for the Patreon that I do, there may be reversals in there. Who knows? Wow. Yeah. This card was very impactful to me today to look at and research and study. And I am glad you didn't want to do it. (laughs) Because I already have so much to say about it. I would love to hear all the things you have to say about it. Let me tell you first why I hate this card. I, I agree with so much of what you said, almost all of it. And I, ha- and I have more to add to what I feel this card is about. I don't hate it for what it rep... Mm. <laughs> I hate the fact that they use the devil to do it. The next world tarot, the devil is the empire and the Ku Klux Klan member shaking the senator's hand and all these white old men behind them and all these oppressed people below and fighting. And there's like a Cain and Abel scene still because a child's about to hit another child with a rock. I dislike how steeped in Judeo-Christianism it is for exactly the reason you said. Because you pull this card and you are meant to go to shame. You are meant to go to sin. He is so, he, they, it are so related to, like like what you said, the zeitgeist. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil is the zeitgeist of all of those bad, bad things. So you pull that and I don't think you should ever go there. I think you should go a lot of the places you just talked about and about being empowered and being able to make a choice. I also think it's sometimes about inner demons, not just addiction, but I do think addiction or doing something too much, or I like what you said about TikTok, just things that could become addictions, things that if you let them go too far, 
they might get out of control. And I also liked and agree with what you said about sometimes you're just too much. I Well, I guess you didn't say, I, I don't want, I'm not going to remember your words, but I think you said something else that I feel and I'll say it a different way, which is you're so in the middle of it, you can't see your way out. Yeah. You just don't know that you have no perspective. And this card comes up and it says, hey, let's get some perspective. So I guess... I never should have said I hated the card. I hate the symbols that they, I, I hate that they chose to call it the devil. I wish they'd called it something else. I agree with you. And I also think about the time it was created. Yeah, no, I I do too. Because at that time, there was no other being, I think, that was as well known mm-hmm. and easily understandable and relatable to. And, and again, which is a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. And it's also because they wanted you to feel shame and sin. Mm-hmm. You know, they that's why they chose that. Yeah. And so I I have a couple of decks. I'll try to find them since I wasn't doing the devil. I didn't. I that don't. They call it something other than the devil. Hmm. And I want to say, I, maybe it's Sacred Bee Tarot that doesn't call it the devil. I don't, maybe. maybe, I don't know. Oh, by the way, I usually love to tell you the Hebrew word, but I can't, <laughs> did I mention I moved my room around again? I can't find my little notebook that has that in it. So I guess, I guess that's, I don't like the, I don't like that. I don't like the zeitgeist association with it. Sure. And, but I like the other stuff that modern day we have started to interpret with it. The other thing that I have an issue with, and the light seer kind of does this. He's a really sexy, handsome guy, and he's got another guy, a puppet on a string. Mm-hmm. That could be him, by the way. And sure. I'd look at that and go, oh, your inner are you self being is like... by your own behaviors? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Or are you not facing your inner demons? And that's the other thing, too, is that the devil is like, no, stay away from your shadows. Don't in- integrate your shadows, which we just had a card about integration. Yeah. Temperance is all about integration and healing and balance. And I find it so interesting that if you're looking at the journey of the fool, you've just become integrated and balanced and you're all healed. And then all of a sudden you get tempted mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be a bad thing. And that it comes right after that. Now, maybe you, because of temperance, have the foundation to deal with those choices and to make, hopefully, the the right choice that won't send you down a shame spiral. Sure. But I just, I just hate the iconography of it, I guess, is what I hate about the card, not what the card means. Also, the keywords for it mm-hmm. have changed a lot Yeah, over time. Originally, they were things like, ravage and violence and like they were very very incendiary Mm -hmm. words whereas Mm -hmm. now it's a little bit different it's a little bit more personalized and a little less biblical yeah but see i find the imagery still so sure as i do with temperance as well yeah and i know a lot of people like i said earlier don't they they don't consider angels particularly biblical i fully believe that a thing should be interpreted not only in its current context but in its in the time it was created, but that doesn't make excuses mm-hmm. for it. No, obviously. No, I agree. And like, I completely agree with that. Like in the Western world, of course, of course, that's the imagery they used. And what's beautiful now is that we get to attach a more personal, mm-hmm. actionable context 
to it. Mm-hmm. I like the imagery of the devil, and here's why. Uh, because we're grownups, and we get to have different interpretations of things and disagree. And I still respect your opinion and love you a lot. Oh, back at you. Uh, but my religious trauma is very not bad. I mean... And mine sucks. And yours is very different and very much a lot suck. Mine is is basic run-of-the-mill child brainwashing. I went to Convo once. It was a whole thing. Never again. Any users. But I like the imagery of the devil here because like a lot of other historical figures, we have chosen to interpret them differently now. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I like about it. Because I have a lot of feelings about the devil, and I think about the entity that is the devil a lot. Me too. But what else? And I don't think this card does him justice. But to that point, the other thing I love about this imagery is that if you are doing your due diligence to really read your cards, it immediately asks you to reconsider and interpret and sometimes the doorway to solving a bigger more existential problem is to decipher interpret reflect on a smaller object and so to think about this character and what it could think of it like storytelling obviously i'm always about storytelling let's mm-hmm. talk about storytelling yeah. yeah who is this character why are they offering you this choice Is it because they're evil? That's kind of binary. Do they want you to know something? Do they need you to know something? Is what they are offering attractive to you? Why? And so to come at it with these little bite-sized pieces, what do you think of when you see this character immediately? Like journal about that, right? And then ask yourself why. And then by coming in at a personal why do I think that place, it becomes easier to access the bigger existential problems. So I have no problem accessing the But the you've been doing this for a long time. This is true. But I I just take issue with them using You're allowed to that the name and the and and that image because and here's the next thing. If my mother were dead, she'd be rolling over in her grave. I look at the story of the fallen angel so much differently than I and not because of the show Lucifer I think when we look at it as an allegory which is what the bible gives us a lot of because there are lessons and some people took those lessons and used them to oppress other people it's Jesus fanfic yeah (laughs) who said that was that you I found it on tumblr once Jesus fanfic the caption said canon Jesus is way better than fanon Jesus oh my god which is true that's amazing and I think Here's the devil that's been, or Lucifer, which in the Bible that God kicked out, even though he he was God's favorite, and now he has fallen because Lucifer, I'll use the name Lucifer, fallen angel, because I just keep going to it, even though I know it's not in the Bible. Sorry, everyone. Challenges his dad and says, I'm not sure this is all right, what you're doing. I'm not sure. I I have some different ideas that I want to share with you and think about. And maybe you should look at it a different way, which is what I know the card does. But not, not everybody and not everybody I've read for 
can go there once they see the image of the devil. Sure. Because it's so ingrained either in religious trauma or they still kind of believe in sin and stuff like that. Because I've I've read for Christians and stuff as well. Sure. And so they are going to keep that attachment because they get to. Because it's yeah. their reading. So I I don't know. I, I think that that, yeah. that um, sort of allegory of mm-hmm. disobeying. Yeah. That speaks to obedience and control. Yes, it does. Which speaks to codependency. Mm-hmm. Which speaks to oppression. That's why I like this card so much. Yeah. You know, it, their interpretation of the devil. And I just picked up everybody because uh, you can't see what yeah. I picked up. Is the next world tarot, which is the Ku Klux Klan and Senator and America being all. I think it's America because of the eagles. 100%. Yeah. It is cool if you feel like Dada does about this card. It is cool if you feel like I do about yeah, this card. Yeah, absolutely. It is cool if you feel some kind of way that is not those things about this card. <laughs> and then we want to hear what you think. I love this card. Yeah. I really do. I really do. Because, I don't know. I just, I think about shame a lot. Yeah, Because I do too. it's like a huge part of what I'm doing in therapy. Wah, wah. And... I think about I think about shame particularly in regards to personal pleasure like mm-hmm. enjoying things yes right because there's a lot of coming from my cishet female experience there is a lot of shame particularly on women about finding pleasure in things that are not societally sanctioned or societally accepted or expected doubly so if you happen to exist in a fat body or a brown body or a disabled body and i truly truly believe that pleasure should be available for everyone yes it should and pleasure of all kinds Mm mm-hmm that this card invites you to take it, but to be cautious should you choose to take it. If I know I'm going to feel like shit in the morning, I have a choice. I can have five gin and tonics. Oh, now I want five And gin feel and like shit in the morning. Or I can know that that's an option, but perhaps have a little bit of moderation, have two gin and tonics and not feel like shit in the morning. But that can still be a pleasurable experience. Absolutely. This is about not letting your pursuit of pleasure, your id, overshadow your life. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm just, I just am still- You just disagree with the way that it's portrayed. So I'm going to get graphic. Okay. When I was a young warthog, <laughs> I read tons of Christian materials that I was growing up. And I grew up, y'all, in a very Southern Baptist, charismatic tent revivals. If you haven't listened to the show before, that's the type of religious background I have. And I was given this book that I look, I wish I had it. I so wish I had it. Where... I was at an age where I might have started masturbating sure. when I was given this book. If you have that urge, go for it. It's yeah. not dirty, wrong, shameful, or bad. It's not, but this book 
not only did it address how bad and awful it was, and it was written for females specifically. Oh, sure. We can't have men. pleasure. That's... And then it told a story. I kid you not, everyone. It told a story about two girls who were staying the night together and they were 13 and they started masturbating for each other and then because they masturbated for each other then they started touching each other and how wrong and unnatural and I cannot tell you how turned on I got (laughs) (laughs) and then immediately of course was like shame no I can't I'm it's shameful yeah my brother had already come out of the closet though by then oh and I was like no that's an advantage this is wrong What these people are trying to teach me is wrong. And so I might have, you know, kept the book for a little bit for other reasons. Not how old were you when you had this book? I think I was, I'm trying to remember. So I, we also moved around a lot. Mm -hmm. So I can remember how old I am depending on where Where you lived. And I believe I was 12 or 13. (sighs) Yeah. So it was absolutely meant to shame. And yes, it also did. And frighten. Yeah. And it had all that stuff about, you know, you need to save yourself for your husband and your husband will rule you. And we've talked about Not this. Not to be judgmental, but barf. The, yeah, it was it was awful. I ha- It's so funny that you brought up the Mrs. thing. A couple, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, one of the things in my one woman show was about uh, an experience that I had at church camp where I, <laughs> where I said, I don't like the word women. I want my own word (laughs) yeah and so all that association and it's not that i can't get past it i don't think some people can or will ever sure because of their religious trauma and that and i just think what the card actually represents a lot of things you said today some things that i added to is so much better than i i would hate people to miss out on that because they can't get past the the trauma. And if so anyway. And if that's tricky for you, look for a deck that has the devil as something else. Yes. This has been a very exciting conversation. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. I'd love to hear what everybody else thinks of this card. Oh, me too. And temperance. And temperance. Because yes, please. Again, especially for those of you who work with angels, yes. does it speak to you in a way? Because like I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Okay. No shade. If you are, I think that's wonderful. Believe what makes you feel fulfilled and at one with the universe. Does that mean I don't feel like a spirit and a presence and a power in certain religious places? Oh, yeah. When I go to Chimayo with my family and I go into that chapel, there's two churches. There's a new church and the old santuario. There is so much spirit there. Oh, yeah. There's so much power there. And it's because so many people come and have have you like unanimously made it a sacred place. And that is so powerful. I don't have to believe in Catholic dogma to feel that no, and believe that. You don't. And and those places are everywhere. And in that same way, whether you're ever able to get past it or not, I just want you to know that you can take the lessons from this card mm-hmm. without adopting the dogma that existed when it was created. I agree. Or the dogma that is still attached to it in right. the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah. You don't have to do that. But you don't you don't have to even believe in the devil to Mm-mm. believe in the principles of this card. Well, yeah, and in the craft we don't. Yeah. And and it's just like what you 
we're just saying that you can feel that energy because guess what, everybody? Energy is energy and yeah. we're the humans that filter it through our perception and we make it those things and we make it divisive and it's not we tell the stories yes we tell the stories that explain our reality yeah and in telling those stories in creating those stories we manifest certain physical things and we manifest certain things in our reality and we manifest this division i learned when i i missed church a lot when I first came out and I thought God hated me and all that kind of stuff. I was still not completely steeped in it. I started to move away. Yeah. And I went to, I found a church called the science of mind. It's not Ron Hutton or anything no. like that. It's not a bad one. It, it was very Do you mean much Ron Hubbard. Ron Hubbard. What did I say? Hutton. Yeah. Ron, whatever his whatever. name is. It doesn't matter. It's not important. <laughs> no, it's important. It's important. Facts well, it's important, but it's if, especially since they're now going to be warped on Twitter all the time. I, <sighs> I can't even talk about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> and I'm about to delete all my personal accounts as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to support that no. fake news. I don't stuff. need a oligarch taking over one more oh, aspect yeah. of my life and i'm sure anyway sorry not down a, a rabbit hole, yes down a rabbit hole we will not go down that rabbit hole okay okay we're back you went to that church i i went to that church and she her definition of sin that minister was a woman for one thing <laughs> and i was like what novel i know it was amazing at the time and it's also where tammy and i got married oh it was great before it was legal to get married, but we did it in a commitment ceremony mm. because we couldn't call it that. But she said sin is separation from God, from your deity, from the universe. That's what sin is. It's division. It's nothing else. And you can fix that. And, and there's nothing to be shamed about that. Mm -hmm. It just means you've forgotten something and you need to remember. Yeah. So I, it's very new agey. Written out the word sin is... The Spanish word sin, which mm -hmm. means without. Mm-hmm. So that's mm -hmm. fun and interesting. Wow. Like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Una ensalada sin queso, por favor. Mm -hmm. If I ever order a salad without cheese, I've been body snatched. Uh, awesome. Should we awesome. set up some yeah, sparks? Yeah, let's do it. This has been a great conversation, and this is going to be one of our longest episodes Probably. Ever. Sorry, Thank everybody. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, I hope you liked it because, boy, I sure had fun. Yeah, it's good, good this stuff. This is good Good conversation. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I'm going first. And this isn't a spark, this first part. Just something interesting. You should Google Chimayo. It's a beautiful, wonderful place. You might already know it because of its famous chilies. Chimayo chili is a specific type of red chili. It's very, very good. If you get like a Christmas style burrito. You might have chimayo chili in your red sauce. Please look it up. Would the, you mind spelling it? I will write it out and I will spell it out. Okay. Chimayo. C-H-I-M-A-Y-O. El Santuario de Chimayo is the famous church. It is gorgeous. And artists come from all over the world to paint it and photograph it and stuff. Wow. Google it. It's very beautiful. And I'll post a picture of it just for funsies um, on our Instagram post. But my actual spark mm -hmm. is Mercury Stardust, the trans handyman. So on TikTok, there is this incredible woman named Mercury Stardust. And all her videos that are about handyman stuff 
are, hi, I'm Mercury Stardust, the trans handyman. And that's ma'am. And she's also a drag performer and just this incredibly wonderful ray of light human being. But what she does is teaches people, particularly renters, how to fix problems in their apartments and how to make their apartments safer. Recently, Mm. she did a live with somebody who was panicking because somebody had a key to her apartment and the landlord wouldn't do anything about it. So she showed her how to put one of those things on your lock that makes it impossible to open your door and like walked her through the process and like she's incredible. I know that she was written about in a couple of major news outlets recently, but I was watching something she posted today and it was just so good and she's just so good. Mm. And you know when you meet somebody and you're like, wow, you are so good. Like, like kind and and like truly good in your middle. Your gooey center is good. <laughs> uh, you can tell that her gooey center is good. Like her whole, her whole shit is just good and kind and good and rad. I'm on her website right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. She's great. It's really cool. She's such a great performer. Oh, wow. And she's so beautiful and wonderful. And she deals with so much bigotry and garbage on the internet. And if you all wanted to go show her some love, I would love that. Yeah. I will for sure. She doesn't need me to gas her up or like promote her stuff because she's incredibly famous, but I want to anyway. She needs to be more famous. I agree. Yeah. There you go. Hey, her rent, internet. (laughs) What's your spark? My spark is Dr. Lisa R. Berry. So Lisa R. Berry, you can find her on Instagram. She's going through a rough time right now, but is still so inspiring and lovely. And the art on her page that she is creating, she's in this Oracle challenge. It's just absolutely freaking gorgeous. And about halfway through she started then there are some that have two slides and you swipe and it's moving the it's just like these splashes of colors and she's writing about what it means what the oracle is a little bit so like number 21 which was five days ago on the day that we're recording so that would have been uh April 20th or 21st on Instagram is number 21, a symbol for yes, a nod from the universe, a divine yes. And the image is just so beautiful. And you're going to be able to order them once she's done uh, with the challenge, which I think ends at the end of this month, I think. She also just started a Kickstarter campaign for her Snake Oracle deck. It's 42 cards. They are absolutely beautiful. I've heard some of her writing on snakes and the interpretation and also the scientific information she gives about them and how that serves magic. It is going to be an outstanding deck. So I will post the link to that Kickstarter campaign as well when it goes live. And I, I, I actually, I'll post it now so you can follow for when it launches because it's just wonderful. I really encourage you to get them. Yeah. I'm having a hard time finding this person. D-R-L-I-S-A-B-A-R-R-Y on Instagram. 
I Googled Barry like the fruit. Oh, oh, oh. And because of that, I got Lisa Barry, who plays Billy, the Reaper, on Supernatural. And oh, was, my gosh. I was like, I recognize this incredibly Wait beautiful woman. Oh, she's Supernatural. That's cool. So, yeah, she is my spark. I think she's amazing. She's also an amazing writer. We have a connection with snakes, the two of us together. Uh, and she, I think, already has a deck out about snakes. Fascinating. Yeah, I could be wrong on that. Maybe she's just working on it. Oh, wow, beautiful. I've seen her stuff on her feed. That's because I follow her. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> share stuff all the time. Amazing. Yeah. I really like her work a lot. It's very abstract, and then sometimes it's not. <laughs> sometimes you see a person in it or an animal or especially since she started making them move which of oh, course yeah. your oracle decks if you order them to your house they will not do but sure yeah <laughs> yeah and her heart is just so big she's trying to do a fundraiser for another deck that she's created nfts for that 25 percent of it will go to ukraine and to refugees and to help them out and the other 75 will go to the cost of making it and, you know, the fees that she has to pay to make it and then uh, to herself because she's trying to make a living right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I like her. Go check her out, please. Please go check her out. There you go. This, this was it? fun. This was so cool. I'm starting to hit my wall. It's late. Yeah, it is. I'm and a, you've had a rough couple days. I'm a tired baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And my dog needs me. Yeah, your dog yeah. needs you. Yeah. So I guess until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.